Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. You're listening to Two Chunks in a Hunk, a movie podcast where we give pumps and dumps. Welcome to Two Chunks and a Hunk. My name is Jordan Wonders, and this week I am your chunk. I'm Doge, and never chunk, 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 or chunk. But if you must chunk, chunk in the arms of the one you love. If you must chunk, chunk away from bad company. If you must chunk, chunk death. And if you must chunk, chunk in the moments that take your breath away. And I'm Carter. Life is not the amount of hunks you take. It's the moments... That take your hunk away. I I don't ever want to take your hunk away. Uh-huh. I want to give it to you. Uh-huh. So why why did you why say are you that? So here's what's crazy about this one. There's some like futuristic time travel stuff going on with this hunk right now. Okay. <laughs> because I'm like, I'm planning a flag on what I hope to be a reason that I'm a hunk. Okay. That hasn't happened yet. We're doing an interesting thing, to, thing today to where we're recording. Two weeks worth of stuff on the same day. If, if I may be so yes. bold. so vulnerable. Yes, uh, yes. So I'm going back to the lake house. Technically, technically, from the day we're recording right now, tomorrow, the lake house in which I punched dogs. Oh yeah, yeah. When I dove straight into a herd of dogs. Yes. yes. A gaggle. Of yes. Puppers. A murder uh-huh. of dogs. Yeah, I believe yes. It's called a murder. So I'm going to be back there with all those dogs again. Yeah. But I'm the hunk. Because I'm going to refrain and I'm going to let the dogs be dogs. And you're not going to punch you're any gonna of punch them. You're not going to punch any of them. I'm not punching any dogs. And that makes me a hunk. I like but that. But that's what's crazy about this. That hasn't happened yet. So maybe you will. But what's what if funny. You, what if you accidentally do? You won't even find that out until late July. <laughs> Mid-July. When we actually record again whether or not I did. But wow. I'm saying. Was I'm, that our Avengers Endgame episode when you told that story? No, it's way longer ago than that, I think. Mm, I thought yeah, that was when we had the hunk off. There. Oh, it might have been. 
Yeah, I think it was Avengers been. Endgame. Yeah. Don't, really? Don't listen to my contribution to that hunk off because that's a story I I want to outlive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that the trash? Is it the what? Yeah, that's what I thought. What a great day that was. That's what I thought. Um, so yeah, that's that's why I'm the hunk. I'm okay. not. I'm not going to do it. I'm Fair telling enough. myself now. I'm going to will it. Speaking of wills, mm, yeah. mm. Smith. Yeah. yeah. And movie we review now. Yeah. yeah. Which of course is Hitch. Hitch. Wow, oh, that, that, was sh- that was fun. That was a quick one. Hey, Doge. Hey, yeah. I'd love if you could give me a synop hitch for this movie. Dude, that was so clever. Thank you. Are you ready? <sighs> is this the big thing you promised to us have before? Your brains exploded. This is the thing. Are you ready? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I need this is like sitting in the exit row of an airplane. I need you to look me in the eye and say yes. Yes. Yes, I am capable of fulfilling the task. This week's synopsis is written by Nick Reganus. Does that name sound familiar to anyone? Whoa, whoa. We've read one of his before. So I did a little little bit of searching. Was he sleepless in Seattle? I don't remember which one he was. If there's a listener out there who can tell us which episode we read Nick Reganus' synopsis of. It was one of these, wasn't it? Here's the deal, everyone. I searched Nick Reganus. This dude has authored the plot section of nearly 3,000 IMDb (laughs) movies. Holy moly. He has authored the plot section of 2,975 titles. Isn't that amazing? So that would explain to me why the plot section of IMDb is always utterly useless. This is crazy. I want to get this guy on our show so badly. Well, I was just mean about him. He doesn't listen. So he doesn't have time to listen to, to podcasts. He's writing plots. He's writing dude. plots. I mean, how lo- does it look like a paragraph per plot? Like a couple of paragraphs. Like he's thorough. This man has written a book. So let's say say it takes him five minutes, five minutes per plot. Well, I'm just I'm talking about like the amount of words. Like if if four plots equals a page, then he's still writing upwards of five hundred pages worth of plot. So if it takes him on average five minutes to write a plot to a movie. And this is not counting watching all of these movies. This is just writing the plot of them. Right. He has spent... Who's to say he's watched the ones he writes? That's for real. He has spent 10.3 days of his life writing plot synopses on IMDb. 10 days straight. Yes. Wow. Nick Reganis, thank you for your sacrifice. Well, give us that. Thank you for your service. Hit me. I'll hit you. There it is. Nick Reganis, the plot doctor, writes... Pivoting around the eternal game of Wait, love. Sorry, the plotter. The plotter. Pivoting yeah. around the internal game of love, the suave matchmaker and New York's greatest date doctor, oh. Alex Hitch Hitchens, guarantees that any man can get the girl of his dreams if he overcomes his fears and follows his infallible advice. However, when the timid accountant, Albert Brenneman, wants to win the attention of the rich and beautiful heiress Allegra Cole, Hitch will discover his perfect match. The inquisitive gossip columnist, Sarah Milas. Now, the self-assured charmer is in need of his own services to save his relationship. Can the silver-tongued expert of romance survive the delicate complications of love? Oh, my. That was actually a pretty good That was great. Nick Reganus, you... You madman. You are a wizard among men. Yeah. You're incredible. And I want we, you to come to my birthday party. Please, don't here, stop what you're doing. Here is what we need. And I think we can conquer any hill, any mountain. Because Jesse Awuji did an intro for us. Famous NASCAR we driver. Need Nick to do a synopsis for us. For a synopsis of two chunks. 
a synopsis of what we do as a podcast. Yep. I love it. We got to find a way to... Is his, is his username his full email address? <laughs> it is not. Let's we'll see find what we him. can do. We'll, we'll find see what we can do. So Hitch, huh? So yeah. Hitch. Um, our movie begins, as all great movies do, with a voiceover of meaningless platitudes. <laughs> meaningless platitudes. <laughs> and uh, the movie continues uh, sort of as just a movie full of meaningless platitudes. Well, hang on. I think people will, are worried, though. And then the end of the movie is just kind of full of meaningless platitudes. I think people are really worried, though, whenever we start talking about this movie. And I just want to set the record straight. Will Smith does, in fact, look directly into the lens of the camera at the beginning and end of this movie. I know people were worried, and that's kind of a thing you look for. And Like, does Will Smith look does directly Smith into look, the camera does here? Does it feel like he's looking at me? Oh, and it does. Yeah. It does. So, oh, yeah. So you can go ahead and watch he it. He looks. <laughs> Don't worry. He looks. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so I don't honestly remember. I just watched this movie, and I don't remember how it starts. It starts uh, it's with all the examples of all the, the examples. He's giving all the, like, advice or, yeah, like, basically One setting of the, up the what he guys does. Yeah. With the different guys. One of the yeah, guys yeah. is the uh, the reporter guy from... It's a double... Yeah, Sweden we've got Alabama. him, and then we've got the oh. uh, fashion... Yep, designer again too. Who's uh, Eva Mendes's Zoolander boss or yeah. coworker? <clears throat> yep, um, and from Sweet Home Alabama because mm-hmm. this is the Sweet Home Alabama director. Wait, is it really? Uh huh. That okay. makes so there much. we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes so much more sense. Director of Sweet Home Alabama. Oops, I'm sorry, Babalama. Babalama. Sweet Home Babalama. Sweet That's Home right. Babalama. Right. I do. I do know that one. Yeah. So we get the the compilation of all the dates at the beginning. Yes, and yeah. we get uh, Sarah Milas. Mm-hmm. Uh, doing her thing, coming back from vacation, right? Yeah. This after Hitch kind of goes through his whole like, like any guy can do anything as long as and, and when his mind is set to it, don't even worry about it because women don't have any brains and they'll fall for any dude. Here's the thing, though, you can we can talk like that, but we know that that kind of wraps it up in the end. That doesn't make it like he learned something from this, right? So right. that would have been like a bad news bear, <clears throat> sure. If it was like, oh, and that's where the plot stays, yeah, sure, and it doesn't. And he learns that he's wrong. And I do like that. I do like that. I do like that a lot. That it changes. So my super pump is the plot. And I know that's crazy. It is crazy. Because I, I'm fine <clears throat> for it to be like way out there. I'm fine for it to just be like, it just seems like a mess. And I'm, I don't know why it's attractive to me. But like huh. gossip columnist with a, it's just so weird. Yeah. It, but I love, I, I, I don't love the movie. But I did, I did like, like the, the plot. plot, and I don't think I've really seen anything, <clears throat> yeah, like that. The premise is, I think the premise is really interesting. If he works for the newspaper, right? Like if they write together, if she's the gossip columnist and he's the relationship columnist, yeah, and sure, like sure, calls sure. himself like if it's like a dear Abby thing, and he calls himself the date. It's like dear date doctor. Well, I got good news for you in a couple of movies, my friend. But we're okay. not there yet. Perfect. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There is a. There is a shotgun firing of plot holes in this oh plot. Goodness. Oh my goodness, so much. But I'm down. It fit Will Smith to seem to have like this suave type vibe I believed to him. him as that, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so while we're talking about it, how many women do you think have been approached at a bar or something by some dude who really thought that he was just nailing the first part of this movie without learning the lesson of the second part of this movie? And oh, by yeah. that I mean, how many guys do you think have gone up to women and done the whole like, like, <laughs> like 
No, but like an interesting guy like you was to come around and you would say, well, your name is, and that's what I do. And I would introduce myself like that. And like, but I wouldn't do that thing because that like, sure. and how many women do you think have just been like, please leave me alone? Yeah, this yeah, is yeah, yeah, weird. yeah, yeah. But dudes thought they were just killing it. Yep. Many. I, I really think that this movie helped launch a lot of the like pickup artist desire from people. Like 2005. This is 2005. Yeah. Okay. Maybe? Yeah. That's I don't me know. Up. I just feel yeah. like that's been around for a long time. I just think of all the like 80s high school movies and there's all oh, the pickup yeah. lines. No, 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 no. But I'm talking about somebody who's like, because you know how they're like now it's like subscribe to my website and I'll teach you how to pick up women in 30 seconds. Like oh, that whole thing. Sure. Like I think that's what I'm talking about. Like these guys that I don't are like, know. no, I'm a genius at it. I don't know, dude. I think there's been a lot of characters in pretty famous shows <laughs> that are that. I mean, we had Barney in uh in Barney. Right, yeah. but it's always painted as sleazy. Fonzie. It's always painted as sleazy. Wait, so you're saying it's a nice thing? I thought well, you're because, still saying it's sleazy. Well, no, 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 no. I'm saying that in this movie, it's painted as like he's doing it for the right reasons. And then guys have taken it and not learned that part of the lesson mm-hmm, is what mm-hmm, I'm saying. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I got you. Beca- and because it was painted as like he's a good person and he cares about relationships, people were able to watch that and go, so it is okay to do that. Right. And then walk over here so, and be uh, Maybe this is the point to talk about it. I feel like we're going to get there. Like this is kind of the end of the movie, but we're here now. I hate the lesson. Like the the justification that we give for why he's doing this. That, oh, that because he doesn't want to be ever hurt again? Well, no, that he's supposed to be like, I just help women get out of their own way. That is yeah, so unbelievably condescending. It is. That but that's is not the real end, crappy. No. That's the point that he makes, though. Like, he he never he never wavers on, I'm doing this to help women get out of their own way. Yeah, his... his but I think, I think when they brought up the fact that he doesn't, they don't, the women don't even need him. Like the, he, he, his job is useless in the end, right? For so doesn't, Albert. Doesn't, doesn't for that, Albert. I don't think I that, thought he got a, like a feeling that it was like that for everything now. Maybe. If that's the case, it needs to be a lot more clear. I feel like that. I can get on board with that. Like if that's the lesson he learns, I can get on board with that. But I don't think the movie ever really made it clear. It did for me. But that, I mean, huh. that's. What, so what about it made it? When was your moment of flipping? When she's talking about everything. She was like that. She felt like he was responsible for, for Blart or for Kevin J. Albert, all the things that she admired about him that uh, she thought he coached him on were the yeah. things that were naturally him. Yeah. And then he was like, "I did nothing." Like he right. had this but realization. Is this, is this before or after he says, "But would you have noticed him though?" And she's like, "Yeah." Well, maybe not. Because um, I feel like that that line is in there. I feel like that's in there to show us he helped her. He like got her out of her own way and got her to notice. The guy I can she understand really why the movie for. would want to do that to show us that Will Smith is not worthless to anything. Yeah, I don't know. I think it kind of uh, nothing is tied up. There's no loose ends technically tied up here. They That's just true. see each other. I can see them both. Sure, yeah. no one ever tied them, but they're there. So yeah. maybe I was doing too much for it. But I think my super pump came from being so happy that they expounded on the most interesting thing about the plot in this. No matter what direction they took it. Yeah. And it's his job. And it's like yeah. his job and the relationships that are formed from his job. Like this was if if they had done such a, a much better job with focusing solely on I'm coming to get a divorce. Like the stuff that we thought was interesting about Sweet Home, uh, Home Alabama. Yeah. Right. I almost did it again. Sweet Home Babalama. Sweet Home Babalama. And I don't know. Maybe this is an optimist super pump. But no, I feel like that moment for me was a similar moment of the like I'm, I'm here to get a divorce. Sure. That, that moment in this to me was... 
when the guy who was going out with Sarah's friend revealed that he just wanted to play Wii Sports. Yeah. And yeah. then Hitch Bales. Yeah. And yeah. then that comes back later where he's like, I, you're tanking my whole career for something I didn't even do? Yeah. That was a good like, Oh, do you okay. think do you think their jobs have are so supposed to have the same amount of wrong? And do you think they actually do? Like the fact that she's a gossip columnist. Yeah, I think that's like, kind of nasty. Okay. Yeah. So you also think what Will Smith is doing is kind of nasty too. I do. Right. Yeah. Okay. I do. So I don't know why in my world I felt like they're probably going to both drop those jobs and do something different. I don't know why seemed I like felt it. that way. Huh. It seemed like maybe because he made the point because of like, they do both you hate realized. Her? Yeah, that's what I He's thought like, the redeeming like thing Nicole? was. You just want to tank her like that badly. Yeah. Which I, I did I did actually like that point. Because um, that's the stuff that got in the way of what they believed was like their love for each other. Sure. Yeah. This was this was a um career roadblock of the drawbridge yeah. kind of theme here. Like the my career is what's keeping me back because I have these obligations. Anyways. Yeah, but if that's the obstacle, they never overcome it. Right? They they don't if the career is the obstacle. What's next? Maybe we don't see them overcoming it, but we do see them at the lowest point because of it. I yeah, think they don't their overcome job the like, obstacle, they just acknowledge the obstacle. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, we we do never see them make any change. Yeah. We never see them make change. There is there is an implication that a desire for change has been reached. Yeah, but sure. But there is no change ever reached. Um, the, so was Tom's change in 500 Days of Summer that he, he he's going after actually being an architect and he gets to the interview? Because we don't see anything come from. Well, I think like, his do we little, feel like he's falling I, right back into thinking you no, just fall think, in love once? I think his change is is the death of his old mentality. It's the same as Summer's change. They're they're mirror protagonists in that way. That so we you say we don't really we see a hint of the death of their mentality in Hitch, but we don't actually see the death of we their see mentality. The, we see them acknowledge maybe my mentality should change. Well, I hmm. also think we're talking we're comparing apples to oranges in a way. I don't think that five hundred a days good of movie summer, to a not good movie. No, I think that five hundred. <laughs> no, I think we are. I, I'm agreeing. Well, that's part of it, but I think five hundred days of summer is not a movie that that asks for change. I think it's a movie about. Like, should he or not, should he stay the same or not? Hmm. You know, should he remain in his dreams? Should he allow himself to have those hopes? Yeah. And we, we watch him change careers, but the thing that we want him to change, he clear it's kind of the thing that we hope he keeps. Yeah. Is like this desire for for love. And then we see that he did keep it alive and we're led to believe maybe this is the one. Yeah. And I feel like that's the big it. difference with Hitch is we're never quite sure what direction to paint our protagonists. Are we wanting traveling. change? Yep. Are we wanting, like yeah. what direction are they moving? They're this static thing and they're doing their thing, but they're mo- what are they moving toward? Like yeah. What's their goal? What are they what are they trying to become? Yeah. So, I'm interested to see what y'all super pumps are because the reason that was for me is because that's the idea of the plot is that what brought the most joy yeah, yeah, from sure. this movie. It's oh, really, really catchy. Yeah, so I'm, I was like, I don't know. I'm confident in my Super Pump and we're actually getting pretty close to it, so I want to cool, get cool, there. Cool, cool, Really? Because we haven't made it past the opening credits. Yeah, that's, that's good true. though, but this also feels like the kind of yeah. movie that there's not going to be a lot of time bounce around a little bit. Hey, unpacking a so lot here's something I noticed. Hitch is a worse crazy stupid love. Uh-huh. Great. That's really good. Multiple plot lines, things intersecting, secrets coming out about people, and somebody who's really good at making somebody... Except in Crazy Stupid Love, we get this whole point of like, no, this is for you. Yeah. You don't even like yourself. Would you say that Hitch is... He's, it's almost magical what he's able to do for relationships? Hitch? Uh-huh. Are you can make a genie joke? I mean, this is exactly <laughs> the role he plays in Aladdin. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Maybe so funny is, to me. I think I would have liked this. Yes. I would have liked it if it leaned <laughs> more into the fantastical side. Like if this was very clearly like, if this had a similar tone to 500 Days of Summer, where it's like, this is unreality. 
Sure. You know what I mean? And that's it's, good. And and if if we're gonna paint with broad strokes and we're gonna stereotype all women and stereotype all men, do it in a funny way to show the futility of that kind of thinking. Yeah. Like show every woman wearing the same dress and every man wearing the same jacket and be like, there's two types of people in the world. You know what I mean? Like yeah. lean into it and or make it silly. Or 20 men turning their heads as a pretty woman yeah. walks by. Right. Yeah. Which they kind of do that with Sarah at one point. Yeah. Um, with that like gaggle of men. Yeah. Which yeah. is, you know, whatever. It's something. But um, right after we get sort of our introductions to everybody is uh, when we sort of end up um, I'm, I'm trying to remember how we end up being introduced to Albert and with Hitch and Sarah in the same place. Um, is it is it when they are in that bar when Hitch sees Sarah for the first time? They're in a couple of bars where where they're both there. I don't remember if he sees they her the first time they're together. Like the second one, when he's maybe. playing pool. Yeah, with the dad from Atypical. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's also the announcer for Big Three, which is Ice Cube's. Uh, like street ball three versus three basketball league. Really? I've been to one before. It's amazing. Wow. Really? He's like the MC. He, He's all over the sports world. There's a cool video of him breaking down like his, his name's Michael Rappaport. And yeah. his, he, there's a cool video of him like breaking down his all-time favorite hip hop albums. It's really, he's like oh, very passionate about hip hop. He is like the dude for a lot of the rap community. Really? Especially older rap community. Like 90s, I wonder if that's 2000s. his connection to Will. I mean, it, and why he ended very, up in this movie. Very likely. And yeah. like Martin Lawrence and people like that, all of Will's friends are probably friends with this guy. Hmm. Interesting. I really like him as an actor too. Oh, I do too. He's a fantastic actor. He just gets thrown in there like a Rob Ryan, like a different kind of Rob Reiner to where he he's just being him. Yeah. But it works. And I, I love him in this up until the point where he gets gross about the women that have walked into the bar. Yeah, and then disgusting. I'm immediately out. Disgusting, yeah. I'm immediately out. Bad news. Yeah. Just this like... This like, I can't even speak because of how pretty these women... And he was just in the middle of saying how much he loves his wife. I don't know. It grosses me out. Yeah. I don't love it. Yeah. And the movie presents us as supposed to sympathize with Hitch. We're supposed to be on the same page as Hitch. Yeah, like, just bring him over there and gross. talk to him. Hitch is, Hitch is... And it's his sister. The dude's married to his sister. And Hitch is advocating for him. I don't know. So uh, my super dump is the treatment of both men... And, of the characters. Of, of both male and female. Men and women. Like, everybody is, is reduced to one note and typically that note tends to be like often the worst note and it's just like and that's that's what men are or that's what women are that's what and it's, it, I still it's think there's gross. a way to do, do that do you think there is a way to do that better yeah. and it's called 10 things I hate about you when you're walking through the high school at yes. the beginning and it's yes. saying those are the potheads those are the all they want to do is Wii Sports those are those kind of things right because that's doing the same thing right but even it's just it done almost, better even if it was almost like a like a Dr. Seuss kind of thing of like, these are these are the this, and they're over here. You know what I mean? Like, right. It was like, these are women, and they're over here, and they do this. And these are men, and they're over here, and they do this. And like tongue-in-cheek. And here's why they don't understand each other. And right. it's super tongue-in-cheek so and much super light. Yeah. No, this movie presents it. This movie presents its own understanding of people as the truth. Yeah, and so yes. much of it is too gray. And that's, that's why we're having trouble. Oh, I disagree. I think it's too black and white. Mm, yeah. I, think, I think it is too, I think it is too, like, this is the right answer and this is what people are. This is the right, like this movie presents itself as very like, I, this movie was written by somebody who understands people so well because there is no tongue in cheek of any right. of the description. Right. And so you have, you are faced with no option but to take very seriously and literally all of its descriptions of characters. And because of the script, because of the way that it's written, this tries to be a romantic comedy with a dramatic third act. Right. And the romance isn't particularly good the comedy's not particularly funny. 
and the drama is not particularly compelling. And so we're left with this is unsalted, unbrown sugared grits. See, okay, I want to disagree with you there because I, I think it depends on which romance we're talking about. Okay. So we get, do we want to take a look at our two sort of For relationships? Sure. Yeah, that's what you need. Structurally, uh-huh. this episode is all over the place and I'm fine with it. Yeah, I mean, it's fine. It's fine. So we have Albert and Allegra, which I haven't heard the name Allegra since that cartoon from uh, Nickelodeon, Nick mm-hmm. Jr. Or yeah. the allergy medicine. Or the allergy medicine. Mm-hmm. And um, we have Hitch and Sarah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about Albert and Allegra first because we have less of them. Yeah. They are a subplot in this movie, even though they are the quote-unquote main relationship that sure. everything centers around. Like, they are a subplot in this movie. And I think that reflects in how much we get depth-wise. Because um, mm-hmm. everything sort of begins when Albert, at Hitch's behest, stands up for Allegra and then goes too far and quits his job yeah. and, like, screams at his managers and all Which, that Which, I guess, maybe you could make the argument that, like, Hitch, been wanting to do Hitch that. expressly told him, like, not to quit his job, not to blow up, and he did it, and that's the thing that got Allegra to notice him. So maybe we're supposed to believe that his own passion for Allegra was what caused him to extrapolate Hitch's instructions into the level of es- escalation that's necessary for Allegra to notice him. But that is way too contrived. We have to, it has to make more sense than that if we're supposed to believe that he got Allegra to notice him on his own. Yeah. Well, I mean, we, but that, that's how he gets her attention. Is yeah. He, he blows up, he quits his job, and he, he says he believes in her, which I like. I like that his way of getting her attention is that he looks at her and is like, I honestly believe in you and believe that you're better than this room of people. And you can kind of do your own thing. So I, I actually like that. I think that's cool. Basically, the rest of their relationship, we only hear about or or vaguely see and he's like faking who he is. Yeah. And I don't love that. Yeah. There needs to be a moment with her where she's like, who are you? It feels like you're two different people. Yeah. And I love one of them and I can't stand the other. Yeah. So you need to figure out who you are. Yeah. There should, I think I there got, should have been some consequence. That's where I got like it being too gray coming from. It's like there yeah. is never... Okay. Like it keeps going back and forth to where we even had to remind each other without confidence where our characters end up. Because right. it's like, I don't want to do my job anymore. You shouldn't do this anymore, but I should because I hate men. But now I'm back over here. Like, that's the gray part to me. Is like, no one knew. And there's a better way to... Like, a lot of really good movies are built around protagonists that are trying to discover who they are right. as people. Yeah. This, this, no. Like, this is not doing it well. Right. Because it's never consistent. What if instead the date doctor is like a Dr. Phil style TV show? Yeah. And Hitch is the star of that TV show and his whole thing is built on these relationships. Come to find out he's just paying actors because he's so miserable that he can't figure it out. And like none of these people are actually in love with each other. Completely different movie. I was thinking let's stick with the newspaper and let's make him have like a Dear Abby column where he's anonymous. People don't know who he is. Dear Hitch. Yeah. People writing in for advice, relationship advice, and he's responding and nobody even he you know he he's a freelancer he writes from home yeah kind of a thing and they Sarah doesn't even realize that he works at the same newspaper as yeah. her yeah I the love guy that. that she's dating and he's like really bad at at personal interactions or something right. like that yeah. like and he's trying to cover that up but but he just needs to not try to put on this persona not the dear hitch persona but he just needs to be Alex Hitchens and that's enough like he doesn't have to try to be somebody that he's not right yeah. Yeah, no, that would have been cool. Because the whole point of his deal is like, I was a dork in college and I learned to be somebody I'm not and that's why girls like me now. It's because I'm lying. that's gross. Yeah. That's disgusting. Why do I feel like I've seen that in something? 
I'll come back to it maybe. I feel like I've seen that actual. I'm not trying to be like yeah. sarcastic. Like just I feel friends. like I've seen it. It's almost verbatim just friends. Yeah. It is that a lot. Yeah. Hard. I mean, yeah. I think it's pretty common though. Yeah. To have the guy who, I mean, look at, we talked about Barney and How I Met Your Mother a second ago. Look at Barney. He was Jean Valjean. He was. I'm Jean- kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Barney you was, know him. Jean Valjean. That's Long him. Long Valjean. Yeah. Long Valjean. I saw him. He was, Barney was a dork and like too attached got burned and then was like, I'll never be attached again. I mean, that's a common trope is guy who let himself get too close. Is Barney the character from Just Friends? No, no, no. How much your mother? Okay, that's what I thought. That's what we talked about. Yeah, that's what I thought. Meme. It happens a lot with with these characters. I think it's a common romance trope of the guy with the hard heart is actually a big softy. He's just protecting himself. And I think it's a trope because that happens. Yeah. But, we see and it a lot. Typically, I'm not. I don't have a problem with the trope. It's just presented. It's, the way it's, it's, it's like the grossest way possible to do that type of story in this. Movie. I agree. That's and why I, I'm saying like maybe it's showing its age. There's more. There's more like similarities to Aladdin than the joke that I made. Like yeah. it's you know yeah. Aladdin. It doesn't think what he is is good enough, and yeah. so he lies his way through a bunch of stuff and thinks he knows what he's doing. And Jafar. This really Jafar. is the worst crazy stupid love. Yeah, I, that's kind of blowing my mind. I hadn't put that together. It's all but like, I was thinking, all of the movie. beats that I need from this, the moment of like you're somebody else, we get that in Crazy Stupid Love. The moment of like my tricks don't work on you because you want a real person, not a caricature. We get that in Crazy Stupid Love. Yep. We don't get that in this. Well, and, and from, coaching. I mean, from it's the coaching. Guy, yeah, the guy who was changed. We yeah. even get a like, that's not me. I don't know what I'm doing. Like I'm, yeah. I'm lost here. I'm so confused and I'm hurt and I'm scared. Like we get that moment, which is why it's so good. Guys, yeah. I love Crazy Stupid I know, Love. I know. <laughs> which is funny. Because last week we did Spider-Man. There's at least two characters in Crazy Stupid Love that have been in Spider-Man movies. Yep. Uh-huh. That's true. Anyways, let's have my mind crazy. sometime. But let's wrap up Albert and uh, Allegra because uh, who cares? So <laughs> I, okay. My super pump is the moment that she finds out that the stuff that she actually liked about Albert was all Albert and not Hitch. I, the, the fact, I, the fact I that she was like, I love I love that he danced like a goofball to make me not feel like such a dork. Like I love this all the little stuff. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like the fact that it's like these little things that he thinks are his greatest weaknesses that are preventing people from like her from liking people like him. That's the stuff that makes her realize, no, this is a real person and I love this real person. Yep. It was it was really cute. And I, I know that's reaching for a super pump, but it's that's it's funny. I liked it. I know that Summer of Love tends to be our spiciest. Uh, yeah. our spiciest series because we're just so all over the place. I really didn't like that scene at all. Really? Which is so funny. I didn't like the I'm scene. I'm glad you liked it. Like, so, so let me clarify what I like. I didn't like the scene and I don't like that she has to to search through her relationship to find out what was lies from Hitch. Right. I, I do like that there is genuine connection between them. Sure. And they seem to enjoy each other. Sure. That's I, fun and sweet. It's so weird. Like, I'm, I I watched that whole scene rolling my eyes at, like, <laughs> everything. He's put mustard because he knows that I'm clumsy and I was afraid that I would drop something on myself. So he yeah. did it for— It's just like, okay, really try hard to connect those dots. Like, yeah, it was yeah, such yeah. a weird stretch to just make, like— I, I feel like she could have been, like— you told him to be like a clumsy dork, to act yeah. like a clumsy dork. No? Okay, I loved that about it. Or if she saw through it, if she had a moment of like, like, look, I know what you yeah. think you did for him. Yeah. But I saw through it all. I saw him trying to play the cool game, trying to play the long game, and I still saw Albert because like he, he just shines so much more strongly than your yeah. weak coaching. Like yeah. he's a good person, and I think you are too. Like that moment could have been, uh, and it just, yeah, yeah. for me. I Absolutely. think, yeah, and I, we talked about it before, but the reason that, 
these seem to be the spiciest. The reason I think at least, and I don't remember if y'all agreed with me, but, and it, it sounds like something that would be like a uh, farmhouse, like calligraphy picture on your living room wall. But like the vessel is love. Like, and we yeah. can't, love is so hard to define and it's so different yes. for so many people. And so when you have in every, like it's called romantic comedy. Like it is a romance. So then you're already saying from the start, I'm about to portray romance to you. Right. But there's a bunch of people there's more chances someone's going to walk in and say that's not romance just because of the way they've lived their lives over other stuff that can just be plot points in movies. Sure. Like, oh, yeah, that is action. It's tough to not know your identity and kind of re- be reborn and rediscover yourself and you yeah. know, like things like that. But this is like, this is love. And like, no, it's not. And that's right. totally fine. And something we say all the time is love what you love. Yeah. Yeah. And this is such a like. And it's real easy to pendulum swing from yeah. this director who in Sweet Home, Sweet Home Babalama and in Hitch clearly demonstrates that I think that my idea of love is the right one. And it's really easy for us to yep. pendulum swing and say, hey, no, actually we've got it right. And the right. truth is neither of us do. Right. Sure. Yeah. Very funny. That's no, good stuff. Um, so before we step over into the other main relationship of Hitch and Sarah, I think first we should take one more quick pit stop for some shout now to Mel's. Thank you, Colonel Sanders. All the way screaming from the mountains of Appalachia. The mountains of Kentucky. <laughs> mountains of Kentucky. Mountains it's the of, 11 orbs of spices. The mountains of mashed potatoes. <laughs> Mash, what, uh, ride the, the gravy peaks. Ride the gravy train around mashed potato mountain. <laughs> I see, I see. Oh, it's Foghorn leg. I'm horn, aware. Foghorn leg, horn fried up leg quarter. Our new cartoon character. There it is. Ooh, Very good. That I like, hurt. You couldn't see it, but does just put his hands on his hips like he was a proud cartoon princess, <laughs> or maybe a proud cartoon piece of fried chicken named Foghorn Leghorn Fried Up Leg Quarter? That could also be it. Hey, I want to give a shout out this week <laughs> to uh, Tyler Station because we in here, mm-hmm. and a shout out to Crumb and Kettle because we've been drinking the same coffee for four episodes straight. That's two weeks. Two weeks of. This Two weeks coffee. of episodes. Yeah, since that last we, episode, we've been drinking this coffee. That we didn't, it's, it hasn't all been within the same morning. That's for sure. Nope. It has. Okay, everyone listen up. Jordan just lied to you. We did record the previous episodes in which we were drinking this coffee within the past hour and a half That's of true. real time. That's true. Um, and so I think now's a good time to say that we have, as a group, we have transcended your terrestrial time constraints and we are now floating free in, in, the, the, in, in the temporal abyss. Um, we are recording this episode, and, and it, it will release, what, about 10 days from when we're recording this now? Yeah, sounds right. Um, right now, we're at, like, under 500 followers for Instagram and Twitter, but by that point, we will have no doubt crossed the 1 million follower threshold. Which is so a big deal. We just want to thank all 1 million of you so much for following us yeah. on Instagram, yep. at awesome. 2 Chunks and a Hunk, and on Twitter, Love at yep. 2 Blue Chunks. Jack. It's so good. Uh, once again, those places that you have already followed us are Instagram, at 2 Chunks and a Hunk, and Twitter, at two chunks. All one million of you are deepest, most heartfelt thanks. Yeah, absolutely. And I know a lot of you too. Well, I mean, not many of you anymore, but you want to, I mean, now it's just kind of, it's for you to flex a little bit culturally. Sure. Like to follow us 
or to subscribe yeah. to this podcast. Yeah. And I want to let you know, like, yes. And e- I think even those of us in Casa de Chunk right now, there we have a certain part of us that doesn't want to just join the crowd because everyone else is doing it. Sure. I promise the content is good enough for you to do that. No one's going to make fun of you for joining the millions that already subscribe. Yeah, bandwagons are dumb, except for ours. <laughs> right. Yeah. No. Bandwagon. Come on this bandwagon. There's plenty of huge comfy, comfy seats oh, we got that recline chairs. on the back. And recline your feet yeah, up. They pop you up. They're here. Go subscribe. Go rate. Go review. Thank since, you. Since we're a movie podcast, I do have to point out this joke that we're making about our show being the biggest thing in the world in two weeks' time is the exact same joke that the movie Demolition Man makes about the restaurant Taco Bell. That in the future, it's going to be the greatest dining experience when in reality, we all know... <laughs> it is, in fact, the greatest is, dining it experience. It is, in fact, trash meat. Hey! <laughs> You would He's know. done it again. He's beat us to it. You would know. Every time. We'll get him next time. Baja Blast is the best fast food drink of all time. More like the best Baja Blast food drink of all time. Ted. And here we are with something we definitely remember to include and didn't record later. Next week's movie is The Proposal. Watch that and listen to us talk about it. Check it out. I'm Back to the show. <laughs> we are back. Oh, thank you, Colonel Sanders. <laughs> Welcome on back. Hey, I want to talk about Hitch. And We've Sarah. been doing that. Oh no, and Sarah, the person, not the movie. Hey guys, uh-huh. their relationship is my super pump for this movie. Really, oh. really. Don't love their relationship itself, but all of the funnest <laughs> points of this movie are because of their relationship. Dude, when he kicks her in the face, yeah, I laughed. so funny. Dude. Hey, Doge. Dude, when he shows her her grandpa who's a murderer's name, I laughed that, dude. I funny, laughed. dude. So funny, dude. I did too. I laughed. So freaking funny, dude. Will Smith. It freaking so this is the this point. One, dude. This is the point where the movie I feel does the thing that you said you wanted it to do, which is become fantastical. Mm-hmm. Nobody's face blows up from shellfish like that in that way. Like, but you can't have it both ways. No, you're right. This can't be in the movie if the other stuff is too. But it is. Y'all can't see this right now, but he's like right up against my ear when he does this. (laughs) And it's really uncomfortable. Joe just pulled his microphone over to Carter's head. (laughs) You can't. Like, I can just feel the spit mist on my face. Anger breath. (laughs) (laughs) But you can't have it both ways. You're living inside my plosives now. (laughs) It's Uh, It's CPR, but the P stands for plosives. So. The way they the way they meet is the worst. I hate this whole interaction of like, honey, I'm sorry, I, it took me so long. Get out of here. Here's the thing: dork I worm. don't remember Keanu Reeves playing Hitch, and you've done this That's more wild. than once in this episode. Have I? On behalf of yes. someone else, yep. you go to like Have I become Keanu. I love it. You be go, you go to Point Break, Keanu Reeves. <laughs> I'm sticking with it. That's my Hitch I, voice. That's good. That's my Hitch voice. But he's like Hitch is back. He's like. <laughs> now you're really gonna try and do Keanu Reeves. Uh, you're in my head. You're in my head. <laughs> I mean, you've either got Keanu or Jeff Bridges at this point, so pick one of those. And I do mean, that. That's your why voice. wouldn't you want that? I'm doing Keanu, I guess. But when he's like, <laughs> "Dang it, you're in my head 100." <laughs> when he comes over to her and is talking about like a real man wouldn't want to do this, and like, gosh, dang it, <laughs> <laughs> I can't even remember what he says anymore. <laughs> Oh, it's just all Keanu. Got him. Uh, but his his whole pickup scheme. Yeah, with it's her. gross. It, it is feels gross. nasty. And again, this is what I'm saying of the like. But a real man would not be interested because he knows that he could get a, he could never get a girl like you in a million years. And so it's very important, like all this stuff. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to steer. I'm trying to steer outside of Keanu a little bit. <laughs> but, I'm so excited. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't like their meat cute. It's more like a meat fart. 
Also, if you're going to choose what I had after the 4th of July. Also, if you're going to make that joke, it's not a meat cute, it's a meat toot. Yeah, it's right it's there, way man. It's way better. But I don't like it. I like everything else, though. <laughs> can, I, can I super dump right now? Yeah. What the heck is the music trying to do in this movie? It's a right. spy movie. I'm, I'm okay. Like, the songs that are picked are fun. And that's like fine because you get that in rom couple of The soundtrack yeah. is awful. It's a spy it's movie. So, so and bad. And it never stops. <laughs> while we're while we're on technical things that are, I guess, artistic choices, my super dump for this movie <laughs> is the cameras and the colors. This movie looks terrible. Sweet home Alabama director. I don't know it what had a 4K option on Amazon. I don't know what this was shot in. There's one part where he's talking to the camera and they miss him at first. They have to find his eyes. Did you catch <laughs> like, that? No. Yes. And it it's way wild. too close. Like our focus is all over the place. Our colors are all over the place. Highlights are blown out. The film is developed poorly. The saturation is way under. The grain is way too high. It's unbelievably bad. It just doesn't look like professionals shot it. It's terrible. It's bad. Yeah. It's really rough. I actually forgot to mention how much I hate the fat boy slapstick humor that happens with uh, Albert's character. Oh, it's like just, it's yeah. butt in his face. And, it's just annoying. Well, and the like, how everything is this like, overreaction where he's breaking stuff and like flailing all over the sure, place. Sure, what is like? Then you should have got you shouldn't have got Kevin James. Yeah, like his top two credits are Paul Blart. Yeah, like that's and, true. What are you gonna do? Yeah, it's, it's all he does. What are you gonna do? But, but I think you could you could take his role and you could pick it a blart. But instead, let's focus on there it is. Hitch and I love both of their dates. Um, I love their jet ski. She accidentally found out that her great grandfather was a serial killer. She didn't find out, or he found out and accidentally reminded her. The butcher. Yeah, that's all very funny. Like I thought it was a profession. It's very funny head. later on when he throws it in her face, right? Like some sort of dark family thing yeah, she's ashamed of that she's trying to make not her identity. Hey, man, that just was supposed to be showing the lowest of the low. We do things we regret sometimes. Did did he intentionally make his jet ski go out so that they could yes, ride together? For sure. So so. Chelsea and I were like, mm, yeah, he did. Yeah, I but think so too. We, we paint him as being so like, like he is, he thinks he's James Bond in terms of like just the suavest, smoothest boy. And we paint that as being the actual reality that he really is the suavest, smoothest boy. So we're like, we're left to wonder, did he intentionally make his jet ski go out? Did he intentionally kick her in the face to like be sweet and cute? No, 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 no. I think what they were trying to do is a those who can't do teach situation where he is bad at relationships himself, but has gathered enough information to be good at teaching others how to be good at them. They failed miserably at painting that picture. Yeah, I think on both sides. I agree. He's not a great teacher and he's not a great doer. I think that's what they wanted to try and do is like he helps other people because he can't help but kick in the face and accidentally do the wrong thing and blow up because of shellfish and like that kind of stuff. I think we were supposed to see he's still the same dork. He just got good at head knowledge. Yeah. It did not come across that way, but I could see the brush strokes. They just used bad paint. Well, it almost feels like like they were going to try and use some of the things that made Albert charming. And kind of give Will a few of those. Like he had them and didn't know to capitalize Like or maybe whatever. those were the things that she would have liked. But they, 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 sure. Yeah, that's why. That was the gray. It's like, why are you sure. reverting back because you actually love this girl? And so it's making you like the old You're you. Like when you loved the other girl. Yeah, I don't know. Could be. But yeah, the kick, I laughed. Uh, mm. The butcher, I laughed. Um, the shellfish date is a lot of fun. Yeah. I wish we got more of them with her boss and his wife. Yeah. That interaction was great. And it, it is not long enough, in my opinion. No. 
Um, I could have used a lot more of him being nervous. That I like his the wife was character. a psychologist. Yeah, I like the wife's great. character a lot. We get it for thirty seconds. Yeah. Um, him blowing up with the shellfish, but first projecting that she thinks that he's having like a psychotic break because he's nervous about hiding himself. Yeah. Laughed a lot. Like, there's so much fun stuff here that I think this is maybe the good stuff that people remember about this movie. Yes. Like, when they think back on this movie, they probably think of Hitch kicking her in the face and blowing up at Shellfish. And I forget remember about that from the, the trailer. Stuff. Yeah. Like, this this came out in 2005, so I was 11. I, I guess this must have been on a DVD, like, maybe the DVD of National Treasure that I had. <laughs> like, this has to, I can't, I can't imagine that I remember this trailer 14 years later from just Unless seeing you saw it, it on TV. Lot. Or, like, seeing it in I a movie think- theater. In the trailer, I specifically remember seeing his face. Yeah. And yeah. that and the stood scream. Out. Mm-hmm. The yep. scream in the mirror. That stood out. That probably and got they, a lot of people. I remember that. I remember kicking her in the face. I remember him and Kevin James kissing on the like doorstep yeah. of the apartment. Yeah. I think those are the shiny, dancing. funny moments. Yeah. Are, I wasn't going to do this until we rated it, but it's a big part of what my rating will be eventually. Um, this movie would have been nothing without Will Smith, and it's already not much. Yeah. I have decided that Will Smith is not good. Unless there's like aliens in the movie or some big action sequence. Like it needs to be because I mean, needs to do action comedy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like even bad boys. Like he's also yeah. known for that. Way better than this. He is not, he is not meant. He is trying hard to be the guy who can also get the Oscar that does all the movies we love. Yeah. That are just like either a summer blockbuster or something. But I don't He's trying to be both Gosling and Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Yes, dude. I don't think he can do it. I don't don't think he can do it. I don't think many can ride that line. I don't think I realized it until I watched Hitch. I think he's trying to be Gosling and Reynolds. Like he's trying to trying to be both Ryan's instead of being one will. Yeah. And where there's at least one will, most of the time there's a way. There's there's a James. I want to talk about the big breakup with Sarah and Hitch. And just how ridiculous everybody's acting in this situation. Are you talking about the speed dating scene? No, before that. Before that is in the apartment where they're oh, throwing comes food over at each and other. just acts like a different person, and we're yes. supposed to be like, "Yeah, we totally understand what's happening." Yeah, like I mean, I knew why she was doing it. It's just so childish and weird. It's it just wasn't very good. It just wasn't very good acting. It's bad no. acting. Yeah, from both parties. Yeah, it was weird and it like just a wasn't weird. Really good. Like, why is your way of confronting somebody about what they've done to come in and be like? Oh, CD players. Like, that yep. was so strange. I think we're supposed to be like, she's playing into what she believes he believes women are. Really? I think that's, I mean, that was again, that's another crazy stupid, this is another stretch. crazy stupid love thing. I right know. there. Yeah. And then, where? This, what do you mean? The Gosling Emma Stone relationship. That he's, she's, there's this point to where she's like, I don't, like, I've kind of figured you out, right? Or does uh, that happen yeah. earlier for them? Like, that, that happens from the, like, in the bar. She's like, I'm not giving you my number. Yeah. And her this, girlfriend yeah, yeah. is like, what? Are you crazy? This yeah. is supposed to be the, I figured you out, so I'm going to be what you think. That's I'm what gonna, I'm saying. I'm going to prove, I'm I'm prove to you that women are not what you think they are. Right. Because you think women are going to come in here and go, what's a CD player? Because you know how that's his big piece of advice is like show women CD players because they go nuts for that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, I just want to like, he was Captain America with that uh, salad bowl lid. He blocked every single, no vegetable hit him ever. We didn't even talk about it last week. There was a Captain America callback in Far From Home that I laughed very much at from John Favreau. 
Oh, yes. When he was trying to when he throws, throw the shield uh, yeah, at the drone. That was yeah. great. That was a good movie. And Will Smith tries to do that here and succeeds. He blocks every He's cauliflower good. Good and, then she, and all the lettuce. And then he dumps, he throws the lettuce ball at her. And then she she angrily eats a handful of dry lettuce off her shirt and walks away. Hey, here's the thing. You haven't won an argument if you do that. I did laugh at the way that she like, she ate the lettuce as though she won. Like she ate the lettuce and was like, take that non-lettuce eater. He also had on his coffee table a basket of not only raw, but unwashed vegetables. How did you know they were unwashed? There was dirt on them. It was carrots with the stem. Those are called potatoes. So then this probably should have been rated R. You got the dirty vegetables it's like that just food. out on the table? It, there were dirt on the carrots. They were full-blown like like what's up, Doc carrots, like with the green and everything. Like full, like he walked over, pulled them out of the dirt, and put them in a basket on his. He chose such a creative way of just saying raw carrots. Yeah, but what's that's up, what it Doc was. carrots with the green? You know what I'm talking about. You know from everyone's favorite cartoon character, what's up, Doc? Well, what's ba- up, Doc? The rabbit? He's so funny. Baby carrots are raw carrots, but these they were not. That's true. These are untouched. Pull them out of the ground. Eat them. Dirty? Nasty. Table carrots. It's nasty. And he was making a risotto. I have no reason to believe that Alex Hitch Hitchens knows how to make nor what is a risotto. Oh, I do. You know what I mean? He knows a risotto. No, I'm saying, of course, he knows. You think that's his go to? Like, like, that's the one thing he knows how to do? It's a date thing. Chelsea Chelsea made tiramisu for me. You know what that is? Yeah. Hard to make. She made it. It's really tasty. Were you expecting me to say no? So no. that you could, okay. <laughs> that's what that, you know what that is? <laughs> yeah. That's what oh. happens when I go to like a, a funeral and I have to dress really nice and it's particularly moving. I might get a, I might get a tear on my suit. That's great. That's really good. That was pretty good. I didn't like it. No, I but it was legitimately did. Made me pretty mad. A tear Ooh. on my suit. <laughs> <laughs> or if you bend down too fast, you can get a tear in your suit. Tear on my suit. Tear on my suit. Tear on my suit. You want to rate it? I mean, we're running out of stuff to say, guys. <laughs> we, I mean, I'm I'm really struggling to talk any more about this movie. Yeah, we've talked about the end already. It's true. Uh, the speed dating thing. Yeah, is this, this crazy? Like everyone's uh, getting involved. We do get. We That's do also get some, a crazy, stupid love type thing. We do get some Charles Boyle. Yeah, some pre Brooklyn Nine Nine Charles do Boyle. Get some and Charles I'm a, Boyle. I'm a Joe big, big fan of that. Yeah. Lots uh, of hair. When he's talking about German composers, which yeah. is his favorite German composer, feels like something Charles Boyle would do. It actually, does. have a really strong opinion about German composers. For the most part, Joe Latrulio plays the same character in everything. Yeah, and I'm in love with it. Yep, I'm a big fan. Yeah, honestly, you know what? Let's go ahead and rate this movie. I'm going to pull an audible here. Call yeah. an audible, whatever you do with an audible. I'm going to do that. Throw it. Do Throw whatever. Say I'm what throwing you want, an audible. Man. Let's rate this movie because I'm tired of talking about Hitch. How about that? We are at Two Chunks and a Hunk of You Science, something that probably nobody in this entire movie has ever heard of because I doubt they went to school, to make the scientific cinema man, scale. Man, It's perfect. And it's for rating movies. And it is as follows. The best thing we could ever say about a movie is own it, don't lend it. Why don't need this one? The next best thing, that's buy it. Too many syllables. <laughs> and then rent it. After that is forget it. And last, but certainly least. Sorry, stream it somewhere in there. And last, but certainly <laughs> least. The worst thing we could ever say? God, God have forsaken, forsaken us. us on this one. I'm going to go first. Is forget it. I wish that it didn't. <laughs> that I never watched it. Forget it. Forget <laughs> it right to death. This is the war. This is a bad one. It's a stream it for me. Oh! Because I think that shows the charm of Will Smith. I'm not saying the charm of Will Smith is as powerful as the charm of Ryan Reynolds. Sure. Or Ryan Gosling. Sure. In the rom-com world. But Will Smith at least has the power to move it up. Okay. One thing. Um, guys, we talk about spicy takes on this show. 
This is the spiciest Casa de Chunk has, I think, ever been. Yeah, it's really warm. If we sound irritable, it's because we're uncomfortable. My shirt is literally, I feel it dripping. Would you look at that window? Oh, oh that's man. Some, that's some condensation nation up there. May, is that why we're kind of cutting this episode short? I didn't even think about that. Because we're dying? Well, I think it's because this movie is nothing. What else is there like, to talk legitimately about? Legitimately, nothing happens that we haven't talked about. It just right. takes way longer than it's taken us to talk about it. One, yep. one time, Will Smith puts a pin into Albert's pocket, and it's funny. This this <laughs> feels like this feels like the movie that was written to have scenes that managers would talk about at a water cooler. Mm. This this movie was written. It feels like it was written. Did you catch that new Will Smith movie this weekend? It feels like it was written to have lines that old dudes would just repeat and think that means they're funny. Ooh, actually, I've got a great example of that. Yeah. Every dad I know thinks that the Q-tip dance is the funniest thing in the whole yeah. world. Q-tip, throw it away. Yep. Q-tip, throw Improv. it away. Hey, wow. Was it? Um, yep. Good for um, him. Do you think there's someone in this world that Hitch is their favorite Will Smith movie? Oh, I hope so. I hope not. <laughs> no, I need that person to exist. If they're a chunky, please let us know. And then we're not probably not gonna talk to you anymore. Yeah, JK, love what anymore. you love. Yeah. If no, I hope somebody loved this movie got voted in. Yeah. Third place. Third place. Someone fourth. Either loves oh, third, yeah. Someone either loves this movie or really wanted to hear us talk trash about it. But either way, I'm glad you voted it in because that's how we get these discussions. But man, that was a brutal one. This is a tough one. And I, this is probably a good time to say something that we try to say frequently. Don't manage to hit it every episode, but love what you love. Art is obviously subjective. And the three of us didn't so much love this one. But if you do, that's fine. Find the art that speaks to you and love that with your whole heart and don't be embarrassed of the things that you like. Did you like The Notebook more than Hitch? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I don't know if I rated it better, but I would rather, faced with the option to watch one or the other right now, I'd watch The Notebook again. Wow. So there's that. Hey, next week, we're watching a movie called The Proposal. Such a fun movie. I'm excited. Doge has never seen it. I have seen it. That's the, the only, only one, one he has oh, seen. Oh, this is yeah. the, Okay, then I don't feel, I don't have a problem saying I'm really looking forward to watching this one, especially after what we've just witnessed. Me too. The Massacre. Uh, we didn't say this at the beginning of the episode. I watched this on Vudu. Amazon. Apple TV? Apple? Oh, through iTunes? Yeah. Cool. Oh. $4 rent. I really thought you were about to say that you owned, you owned this. It. I thought so too. And I was going to be so upset. Oh, no. I mean, you are wearing a Hitch t-shirt. It's got the logo from the movie on and everything. You do so. have that tattoo that says Hitch. Yeah. So. Wow. Okay. Well, it's mm. weird. Do you, you remember in college when you wanted everybody to call you Hitch? I do remember oh, that. Hey, I have one more thing about this movie yeah. that I hated. <laughs> His toast, the one that was your quote at the beginning of this movie, oh, yeah. it's the rough. worst thing I've ever heard. The script for this movie is real cheesy. That is that is a, the exact type of toast that wine moms would have stitched somewhere in their kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> it's their hitch stitch. Nobody's safe from us. <laughs> We're coming at We're you. We're not wine, wine moms. But here's the thing. You knew exactly what I was talking about. Yep. When I said that. Hey, to finish this episode... <laughs> I'd like for each of us to say our name and have about 10 minutes of silence so we could still hit an hour. <laughs> I'd like for each of us to say our name and the cold treat that would hit the spot for us right now to alleviate this heat. For Two Chunks and a Hunk, I'm Jordan Wonders. And a cherry limeade Bahama Bucks snow cone would absolutely Whoa. annihilate the spot. Doge water. <laughs> I really just want some water. I want to have a shower. But it's just lemon chill ice falling on me. That sounds disgusting. <laughs> You'd be, you would not get very clean. 
when you find out I'm just not good at that kind of stuff. I wanted to Man, be on Man, I board sure with could you. go for an ice bath right now that's sticky at the end. Yeah, that's basically yeah. what you've said is like, I want to be cold and terrible. <sighs> I'd rather, instead of being hot and sticky, cold and sticky sounds just right. Yeah. Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at ritual.com podcast. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.